When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? I'm not just enjoying the offseason, David. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, we were uh, originally thinking maybe we weren't going to record this week, but we are uh, here for, for a quick episode. At least we say it's going to be quick. These always tend to go longer than we expect uh, because it was scheduled release day today. Um, that's the big topic of conversation. Um, Anthony, you want to go game? We're going game by game, right? We're uh, you're telling me win loss. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 77 and five. So 77 and five. That would be a record for those uh, yeah. keeping score at home. Um, obviously, you can find the schedule in a million different places. Uh, you can, but but go to MiamiHerald.com and read Anthony's story instead. Because uh, he's got the breakdown, the takeaways. You could have done five takeaways on the schedule release. But um, instead, you, you just settled for, for a little bit of a breakdown of uh, what the most important things to know from the schedule. Obviously, a couple of days ago, uh, I'd say a little heat Twitter uproar about no Christmas games. Yeah, uh, I know we're both happy about no Christmas games, though, uh, selfishly. Um, no, they're not playing opening night. Uh, another situation where they as a team that made the what, Eastern Conference finals could have been. Um, but overall, Anthony, what were your biggest takeaways from this schedule? Well, they play the Lakers twice. They play the Blazers twice. I'm kidding. Um, I, I really think, like, I know everyone loves seeing the schedule. And even for me, like, it's big because I get to plan my life now. Yeah, like, exactly. schedule. I, I was with Barry earlier today, and he was already, like, uh, Barry Jackson, our colleague, who, who tends to cover a couple of heat road trips, and he was already, like, well, I'm going to go on this trip, but there's no West Coast yeah. trip in, in the second half of the year, and usually I like to do a West Coast trip. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal in, in heat media world, certainly. And obviously yeah. fans like it too, as you said. Yeah, our lives are built around this 82-game schedule. But for the most part, it's like, okay, you, you know the teams you're playing, right? It's just about like, I know fans really get into national TV stuff, and I think the Heat have an argument. Like, they could be, they could use this as motivation not to have, I mean, they're the only team of the eight who made it past the first round last season, that is not playing on Christmas. Yeah. The other seven are on Christmas. The Knicks took the Heat's pot, but the Knicks obviously were not good last season. They didn't make the playoffs. Um, you also add to the fact that the Heat are on national TV 11 times, not counting the NBA TV games. They're on national TV 11 times as of now. Lakers didn't make the playoffs 27 times, which, again, that's not surprising. They have LeBron. They have Anthony Davis with L.A., but 27 to 11, the Sixers on national TV 23 times for the Heat's 11. The Heat obviously beat the Sixers last year in the playoffs. The Knicks, who did not make the playoffs, so we just stated, uh, on national TV 13 times for the Heat's 11 games. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think fans probably have a case to make about the Heat maybe not getting enough due for what they did last season. They pretty much returned the same team except for P.J. Tucker. But it's like we've talked about for the last few years, David. They don't have a – there's not really drama on this team. They don't have yeah. that 
star that fans like are going to pay anything to watch. Like, you know, Jimmy Butler is great, but he doesn't play the most exciting brand of basketball. Bam Adebayo is great, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going for 35 or 40 every night. Um, they play a different brand, and I think that's reflected on the schedule this year. Yeah, there's, um, you know, they, they, as good as Jimmy Butler and Bam are, they, they lack the, the traditional superstar, like in, in the sense of like the guy who's going to be on the all the ESPN promotional stuff in the preseason or on a video game cover or uh, – you know, in commercials, I guess Jimmy's in commercials. I actually actually really like tend to like Jimmy Butler's commercials. I think uh, they're they're quite charming and different than uh, you yeah. know every other NBA player's commercial. It's like all intense, and then Jimmy Butler is like singing hollow notes on like an airplane or whatever. Actually, it's Hootie and the Blowfish on an airplane. I think yeah. it was right. Hollow notes is a different commercial. Yeah, but um, yeah, like you said, it it, it feeds into the classic uh, heat disrespect storyline. Um, which, you know, the Heat will, they'll take every little droplet that they can to, uh, fuel that, um, that fire. But, uh, like you said, there, there's, you know, there's, there's a beef for, for Heat fans to have with, I mean, it doesn't really, most Heat fans that, that at least we deal with tend to be Miamians. So it's not that big of a deal. You know, they're watching all the games at home anyway, but obviously, um, you know, it kind of, it's a, a self, it's like a perpetuating thing, right? Where like the heat get disrespected in the media and that means right. they don't get games on TV and because they're not on TV and people aren't watching how fun they are to watch or, or how good Jimmy Butler is, they get disrespected more. So it perpetuates itself a little bit. Um, but like you said, the heat are, are, I think, content to fly under the radar whenever possible. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think this is like necessarily surprising. I think that it would have been more surprising if the heat would have gotten 25 national TV games, right? Because it's just, like they're they're just not that team that like is a huge draw uh, nationally for for whatever reason. It's probably for the reasons we just discussed. But even though they've been so successful, and last year they were one shot away from the NBA Finals, like until they got to that point, nobody was really like paying that much attention to them because again, they don't have a LeBron James. Right. They don't have you know Dwayne Wade. Like when Dwayne Wade was on the team, like there was a bigger national draw. Even if the team was technically worse than this, you know, last season's Heat team. Like, they were just the bigger drawers of Dwayne Wade and the style he played. So, um, yeah, I, I just think, yes, it's, it, it could provide a chip on the Heat shoulder, but I kind of think a lot of times that's usually overstated. Yeah. Yeah, they, they ultimately fans care a lot more about what yeah. television channel the game is on than, um, I mean, I'm sure the organization like, loves to be on ESPN, right? It's it's good for marketing, all that kind of stuff, like the business side of, of things. But obviously, the basket. Pat Riley is not uh, looking at this schedule and being like, "We're only on ESPN five times." Like that's that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, and and I will say, like, I'm guessing most players, most coaches, probably are happy they're not playing on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to I be home like on it. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like you want to be home with your family on Christmas usually, so. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, again, fans will care. They want to watch, you know, their team play on that, that big stage on Christmas Day. It's always fun. But for those involved, including media, uh, it's always a win when you're not playing on Christmas. Yeah, definitely. And, and for, you know, it, it's kind of like the Heat have done it before, right? Been yeah. there, done that. Like, I get why, you know, like, what are the are the Knicks Christmas? People always get annoyed that the Knicks are on Christmas. The like, Knicks, the Knicks are the ones who took the Heat spot. The right. I, like, I get people who are like annoyed about that. But, like, 
was the last year the Hawks were in. Like, I, I get wanting to get different teams in um, kind of when they're on the rise um, on that Christmas Day showcase. Because, like, the Hawks, for example, like, their fans, when, when have they ever had, gotten to watch games on right. Christmas? I remember when I was in in high school or maybe right out of, or when I was in college or right out of college, the Wizards played on, on Christmas. And it was, like, a huge deal in, in D.C., like, because... I don't think they ever did even during the Gilbert Arenas era. Like it, it's a big, it's a bigger deal in, in some, like in the, the sense of growing the game, like you, you want to mix up the teams in that Christmas day slot. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm trying to justify it because like I said, I'm happy they're not playing on Christmas. You're yeah. happy they're not playing on Christmas. Uh, most players on the team are probably happy. They're not playing on Christmas. People in the organization are probably happy. They're not playing on Christmas. Um, but again, it's another one where it's like, I, I get why the fans are like, annoyed about it or at least pretending to be annoyed about it right that that's half the, the heat shtick right too is, is yeah. you pretend to be aggrieved by everything for the heat it's for the heat fan it's it's weird when they are getting a lot of attention yeah like, exactly right? like that's it's like what's going on i don't like this like they, yeah. they want that they, well i was gonna say people, people complain yeah. that, that the heat don't get attention now and people complained when the heat were getting too much attention during the lebron era right it's just like yeah. Yeah. Like they were, they were the most covered team in NBA history. Like it's not like people don't care about the Heat. It's just different, different times, different star power, obviously, than than they had uh, during the Big Three era. Uh, any anything else that stood out to you from the schedule? Um, I mean, starting with a four game homestand, I think it's the most consecutive home yeah. game the Heat has ever begun a season with. Um, a tough four game homestand too. Like a couple a couple East. Eastern Conference test. If you open it up with the Bulls, they play the Celtics in the second game and then a back-to-back at home against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, so three likely playoff teams yeah. um, you open the season with, so that'll be interesting. And they have 10 of the four, first 14 at home. Um, so they'll have an opportunity to get off to a pretty good start considering all the home games. They do have some tough ones in there. Uh, but then they hit the road for pretty much like the next month or month and a half. So... Um, in the end, they'll play 41 home games and 41, 41 road games, and it'll even out. But Do you yeah, count it out? Yeah, I counted it out just to make sure. Um, actually, well, yeah, it still counts as a road game, but they play the Spurs in Mexico City, yeah. so they don't go to San Antonio this year. That's true. That game will be in Mexico City. Not, not going to uh, turn off the air conditioning. Yes, probably not. Uh, they won't have a bat in the arena either. Um, so that's another notable in Mexico City, December 17th against the Spurs. Um it's weird like there's a lot of they did this a few years ago to reduce travel during the pandemic where they had like this the bucks play both of their games in miami on the same trip you know they make one trip to miami and there's a lot of that this season but i think it's seven situations where like the heat are playing the same team in consecutive games but six of them the heat are in miami so, like, for the Heat, it's not really reducing yeah, I think the it must be because one. Miami is so far for most teams, right? Like, Miami is, like, pretty yeah. much as far like from Portland. another city. Yeah. It's Miami and Portland always get talked about as, like, Portland, I guess, is probably the team that's farthest from any other team uh, way up there. But, um, yeah, it must be because of that, where, where teams don't want to make two trips down to, to Miami. And if you're a West Coast team, especially, it's, it's or Toronto, right? You said Toronto the first week of the season, basically. Yeah. Like, that yeah. that's a haul, obviously, from Toronto to Miami. So, obviously, they'll come back, right? Because they're, uh, or is that their only, only well, that's two? It. Miami? That's yeah, it. That's it. So, yeah. It's, it's, they're done yeah. in Miami in uh, the first week of the season. Yeah. Um, the Heat only, that situation for the Heat only happens on the road once. It's against the Celtics in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 
Yeah, so it doesn't really reduce the heat travel much, but it's helping teams that don't that really only have to come to Miami once. And I guess it's good for teams that want to spend an extended stretch in Miami. They've got like four or five days yeah. down here. So that's always good, too. The, the South Beach flu is, is going to be back yeah. in style this year, potentially. Um, I'm really looking forward to game two, that, that Heat Celtics yes. uh, game two. Like, that is... Um, yeah, that's going to be one of the marquee games of the first week of the season, I would think. Like, it'll it'll get hyped up in, in that manner. Certainly locally, we'll, we'll be doing our part. I'm sure in Boston it will, and, and I would think, um, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of variables that could still move around with, with free agency that could change some of the storylines uh, before the season starts. But um, after how incredible that Heat-Celtics series was, and, you know, like the the – like the last moment of the heat season was Jimmy Butler missing a three against Celt- yeah. the Celtics in Miami. And we're, we're back at the scene of the crime in the second game of the season. So yeah, that, that opening four game homestand, um, you know, you're can't make or break a season in the first week of the year, but that'll, that'll really set the tone. I think if, you know, if they've got some tough games, if they can, yeah, well, well, I think we'll have a pretty good idea about, Again, like barring injuries and trades and all that stuff, we'll have a pretty good idea of what this Heat team looks like just based off the first week of the year, knowing that a lot, you know, the lineups and rotations will get tinkered a lot. But, um, you know, it's it's a really fun stretch to open the season. If Kevin Durant was on the Heat right now, how many national TV games would the Heat have? If Kevin Durant gets traded to the Heat tomorrow, do they move him to Christmas? I mean, there's flex games there. Like, I'm sure that he would be flexing to a bunch of yeah. They have, it's the second spots. half of the year, right? They can flex a yeah. ton of games. I yeah. think it happened with the Heat last year, right? They kept getting flexed. There yeah, was a couple of they got flexed times. out, I think, but, but yeah. a lot they got flexed in. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that is why there are flex games in the NBA, right? Because uh, yeah. the superstar movement is so unpredictable. Um, Mexico City, are you uh, excited to see the Heat back down there? They went in 2017. Yeah, I actually missed the first time they went out there. Um, I was at the Palm Beach Post, and my colleague went instead of me. So this will be my first time. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of um, obviously the city and, like, just the basketball, the love of basketball over there because I've heard that it's pretty rabid. Um, yeah, it's so, interesting. You don't hear a lot about a lot of NBA players coming out. Gustavo, I- Gustavo Ione is the only Mexican player yeah. I can think of. Like, it's, it's still compared to some of these other, especially South American countries, does not seem like it is um, produced NBA players, but but yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see the excitement around the team there. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and um, it counts as a Spurs home game, like we said. So yeah, the Heat still have 41 home games. It's just uh, it'll be uh, one road, one again, one you know, not no trip to San Antonio this year. So um, that, that's 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 a game that will that stands out obviously among the 82, just because it's so different um, mm-hmm. playing in a different country, obviously. Uh, all right, got anything else, or should we move on to uh, to other topics? I think that's. I think we pretty much covered it. Like lack of respect, first first home stand, uh, pretty you know pretty juicy with pretty good matchups. Um, the Mexico City game, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, PJ Tucker reunion. You wrote one kind of the yeah. one. Yeah, the only the Sixers. Yeah, they only um they actually only come to Miami once. Um, I believe. Yeah, they only come to Miami once. And it's March 1st, so it'll be a while until then. Oh, um, one other fun one. Um, heat in Atlanta on MLK Day should be pretty fun. Yes. I think. Yes, Obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the Hawks, they play on at home on MLK Day now every year. I, I would 
like they've obviously you know they've got the mlk alternate jerseys um you know that's a you know obviously a rematch from the playoffs last year um a, a good fan you know it's increasingly become a really good fan base i think in atlanta although i don't know how it was last year when that team was underachieving a little bit but um you know it's late in the year so if the hawks are, are underachieving again this whole conversation might might seem pretty dumb but um that has a chance to be a fun one and a good atmosphere um is it gonna be an afternoon game i don't think you had that in the yeah it's 3 30 yeah so I, I love those afternoon mlk day games i like that the nba has carved that out a little bit as a uh um it's not christmas obviously but it's yeah. it's kind of a little like late season uh you know they they've they've tried to kind of own that day um and get basketball going on all day and and the heat that'll be uh potentially one of the marquee games on that day yeah and the heat also play on new year's eve in utah um so the heat is gonna have new year's in utah and it's a what is it it's a 10 p.m eastern game so oh sorry 9 p.m it's a 9 p.m game so i'll pretty much yeah, I'll be yeah, there. It'll be done night. like you'll it'll be done and then the ball will drop like twenty minutes later on the East Coast. Obviously for you it'll be uh Yeah. I'll be interviewing uh Kyle Lowry while the ball drops in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> fun time. Fun times. Okay, you wanted to wrap up by talking about Tyler Hero, um part of the uh you, you went out and talked to him um was that yesterday? Monday? Yesterday. On a Dayland Target, yeah. At Dayland Target, right, right down, right down the street from me in in South Miami. Um, uh, also, Jake Paul got in a little bit on the Tyler Hero uh, media tour. He was on with uh, Hawk and Crowder, I think, and and talked a little bit about his friendship with Tyler Hero. I've been in the same location as Jake Paul back, by the way, on back to back days. He was at Dolphins practice today and took some very not pretty batting practice swings at the Marlins game while I was there yesterday. Um, he follows you on Twitter too, right? Yeah, exactly. We're, I'm actually like gonna be in one of his videos. We're we're gonna we're gonna start a little collaboration. I'm actually his next boxing opponent. You get him on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's, if you he went on Hawk and Crowder, he's clearly yeah, available. Probably, like, probably can. Yeah. Um. Uh. So anyway, uh, what what Tyler talk about when you were you were out there with him? Yeah, I mean, it was the first time he's spoken to us since exit interview day, and obviously a lot of. Well, nothing has transpired since then, but there's been a lot of speculation surrounding <laughs> his name. <laughs> um, all the trade rumors, uh, the talk about the extension and what the Heat are going to do with that and the implications tied to that. Um, so we were able to ask him briefly about that. And, you know, he said all the right things, um, basically saying, like, he's been in rumors pretty much his entire career, which is pretty much true. It's true, true. yeah. knows how to deal with it, and it just is what it is, but... His, I guess his main message was, and this is a quote like kind of I think that said it all, was the rumors, they don't bother me, whether I'm on the heat or somewhere else, I'm getting ready for the season. So I think he's kind of taking it as like this, I'm going to focus on me this offseason and wherever I am, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it was just interesting to talk to him um, because, again, we haven't talked to him in a few months about the extension, you know, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but he said he doesn't, he knows as much as we do. So I take that as the Heat have not really had much conversation with him about the extension yet, which is not surprising because they have two more months, really, to get that done. And as soon as he signs it, then he can't be traded. So why do it any sooner than you need to? Mm-hmm. Um, but he did, you know, that was his answer to that question is like, he, his quote was, I'm just waiting my turn and we'll see what happens. There's a deadline, but I'm going to let my agent take care of that and we'll see and, and see what happens. So 
Um, that's also, you know, something that's unresolved and he will have a decision to make on that uh, in the coming weeks. Is Tyler Hero going to be the new CJ McCollum? Or like, I know CJ McCollum would always get annoyed that his name popped up in yeah. trade rumors basically for like five years straight. Is that kind of Tyler Hero's destiny right now? It feels like, I mean, obviously we're on, I don't think his rookie year he was necessarily in trade rumors, right? But pretty much since then, it has been nonstop for him for two plus years. I mean, I'm, my sense of time is all thrown off with, with the pandemic and stuff, but like, the last two seasons, last two off seasons, it's been like kind of nonstop with him. Yeah, starting with all the James Harden stuff. Right. James Harden being traded from Houston. Yeah, we've been talking uh, about Tyler Hero trade yeah. for two years on this podcast. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whatever. I don't know. Like I said, he'll, he'll get a one. Fake. He'll get he'll get a one year break if he signs this extension. That's true. So that'll be good for him to know. Like basically, he's not completely untradeable, but essentially, he can't be traded for the next year. So yeah. It's interesting because like the old the old like idea was like uh, I can't wait to settle down in a city and like you know make it my home like for an athlete like Tyler Hero is not gonna play his whole career in Miami like I mean wouldn't that be ironic if he did like if, if he he's, did like, the one guy but I'm not even the... saying because he's gonna get traded just like that's how basketball works yeah. like yeah. we're the the list of guys who are gonna play with one like the only active players in the NBA right now who are gonna play their whole career with one team are like Udonis, Giannis, yeah. um, Giannis, I bet, and Steph. Like that's it. I mean, maybe Draymond and Clay. Like maybe that whole Warriors group will just stay together forever. But like, even Draymond isn't like trade rumors. Yeah. And, like, and Giannis, who knows, right? I mean, yeah, and Giannis, who knows? Like, even Dwayne Wade played a few years outside of Miami. Right. You just like, never know in a career what's going to happen. Like you said, like Tyler will. I'm sure he will. You know, he clearly likes Miami um, a lot, um, and. I'm sure he's going to be very excited when he gets that little bit of stability. But like you said, it, even if he signs it, that extension, that that's one year, and then we'll be right back at it talking about yeah. trade rumors. <laughs> Unless he ascends to become like a top 20 player in the NBA in that time frame, like that's just it comes. It's the nature of the business in the NBA at large, but especially in Miami, where I mean Pat Riley and. Just the the expectation in this city is that the Heat are always looking to improve and, and go after the next guy. And, and when you're a guy of Tyler Heroes, I mean, even Bam, right? Bam is a, yeah. a an all an all star player, a defensive player of the year contender, and even he can't escape it in Miami. Like he would, and he wouldn't escape it in most cities in the NBA that are they're at the Heat's level, um, that are you know title contenders or conference finals contenders. So it, it's gonna come with. Come with the business, and, and the interesting part, like you said about Tyler Hero, is it feels like it's pretty much been since day one. Yeah, as soon as July 1, 2023 hits, he signs his extension, we'll be back at it, like you said, talking about hypothetical trades involving Tyler Hero. Like, I mean, kind of feel bad for him, right? Because it's like, it's probably not a yeah. fun existence to be just, just look up on social media and you're like always being. Well, especially he's trade. that generation where he's on Twitter and yeah. Instagram, right? He like, sees he's, it. he sees yeah. it. Yeah, he sees it. I mean, he's probably come, become almost numb to it at this point, but yeah. it's probably still not fun. And a lot of it still is like, yeah, he is naturally going to be at the center of any trade conversation that he has for a star, right? Because he's one of the top. He is probably the top trade chip when you don't when you're not including Bam or Jimmy in any deal. So, um, but some of it too is speculation of just Twitter, like the Gordon Hayward report that came out that said, oh, he couldn't could trade Tyler Hero for Gordon Hayward, like. 
the Heat aren't trading Tyler Hero for Gordon Hayward, right? So, like, a lot of this, too, is speculation. So, um, I'm sure it's tough for him to deal with, but like he said, a target yesterday, he has become used to it. All right. Uh, you got anything else before we wrap up? I think that's it. Um, we're still waiting on, t- on Udonis's. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Let's, talk, let's re- yeah. Do, do, like, two minutes on that. Um, yeah. He said, still not sure about his future. Just, just take us. Take us into his thought process, maybe what, you, what you're hearing. Yeah, I, I still expect him to come back. I do. I think the Heat have reserved a spot for him on their roster. I think he, I think playing 20 seasons is important to him because it will put him in a really elite, exclusive class. Um, so I, I do think he's going to come back. Um, I think part of the reason he hasn't made a decision is because, A, he can take his time, right? What's the, yep. what's the rush? And B, like, you know, his family has a say in it. Like, this is his family has to be okay with him again for the 20th season being away traveling for most of the next, you know, whatever, seven, eight months um, and doing this again. Um, I, I would think, I mean, I, I don't, this is just my gut. This, this part is just my gut, but I would think this will be it. Like, I think you get to 20 seasons. Um, you reach that mark and probably retire after this one. Um, but who knows who Don is? I mean, I think two well, years ago we thought he was going to retire, and he's still playing. Um, so, but I, I still, even though a few days ago he did say he wasn't sure yet, he's going back and forth. I still expect him to return to play yeah. for a twenty. And when he retires, he'll just get another job with the Heat, basically that will let him do something. Yeah, he's a lifer. Yeah, he's a lifer, as they call it. All right, uh, let's wrap things up there. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, Still quiet um, for the most part now this time of year, but uh, monitoring Kevin Durant and Tyler Hero extensions. And, you know, we're in that period where there's not a lot going on, but big news could happen at any moment in Heat World uh, just because of all the variables that are still hanging around sure. out there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. I've mostly shifted into football mode. Um, we're, we're really coming up on, on football season. I'm, I'm going out to some, some high school football games on uh, Thursday night. Um, we got Hurricanes kicking off the fall, two weeks after. Yeah, two weeks after. Dolphins right around the corner. Um, and then not long after that will be the heat. So we'll be, be uh, back in the most wonderful time of the year here in South Florida, uh, which is that, that beautiful window where the Dolphins are not out of contention and the heat are just ramping things up. <laughs> Yeah, my, this might be the the, the rare uh, year where the Heat are in contention. I mean, the Dolphins are in contention for most of the fall. Yeah, how, how are you? Have like, you're a, uh, we, we talk hurricanes from time to time on yeah. here. How are you feeling about, about the Dolphins right now? I'm always uh, cautious. Well, even if I'm optimistic, I'm always cautiously optimistic because they usually disappoint, right? And they usually don't meet expectations. But they have a, I mean, they have a good team, right? I mean, you would think have the second best roster in the division um so they should contend for at least a wild card you would think um but a lot of it will come down to Tua, so we'll see but i'm i, I will say i'm cautiously optimistic about this dolphins team i think that's the right temperature for, yeah. for anyone to be on it um yeah they went nine and eight last year like it's not like they were terrible they were in contention until the end of the year actually right technically yeah it's a weird weeks, year right? but they start like one and six or something like that like yeah and then got really hot in the middle of the year yeah. well they played a really bad schedule honestly for the most part during that run but um yeah football season should be fun you know two new coaches um i would say we haven't had this in a while but i think we just had it actually whatever brian flores <laughs> and manny diaz's first year was i think those yeah. 
Think Every three or four so. years we have this, I feel <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. The first year is at least always fun, no matter how yeah. it, it goes eventually. So, and, and I'm optimistic about both of these coaches. So, um, yeah, let's, let's wrap things up there. Thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys a little bit later on.